In the name of Jesus, amen. You may be seated. Dear friends in Christ, it's hard to believe, but we're at the end of our epiphany season already this year. One of the shortest epiphany seasons possible in the church year. And throughout the season of epiphany, what have we learned? Christ has revealed to us his glory. He has told us the reality of who he really is. In short, he's told us that he is the Son of God in human flesh. We heard that message when Epiphany began with the baptism of our Lord Jesus. The word of God from heaven shouted, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. That's the entire message of the season of Epiphany. It's a declaration of who Jesus is, a revelation about his identity. Jesus is, according to God's own word from heaven, the Son of God in human flesh. Yes. His identity as God in human flesh was clearly made known. You couldn't tell it just by looking at him. You couldn't look at Jesus and all of a sudden say, that guy looks a little suspicious. I bet he's God. But the word of God from heaven made it known. Isaiah even taught us in his book that there was nothing in the appearance of Jesus that set him apart from anyone else. He looked like a regular guy. But God's word always speaks the truth. And it tells us that Jesus is something more. The Son of God in human flesh. After his baptism, the season of Epiphany rolled on, and we learned more about the identity of Jesus through miracles. Last week, we heard that Jesus was the Son of God in human flesh because he's able to change plain old drinking water into the very finest of wines, blessing God's gift of marriage with heavenly joy. And if our epiphany season was longer, we would also hear about Jesus healing lepers, making those who were paralyzed able to walk, calming storms with the power of his word, and preaching parables that teach us what the kingdom of God looks like. In all of those things, Jesus himself makes known who he is the Son of God in human flesh. Or to go back to the beginning, with God's own word, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And now today, Epiphany comes to its culmination. And we stand on the cusp of the season of Lent. And what do we see in our gospel lesson? 
We see Jesus, Peter, James, and John climb up a tall mountain. And when they get to the top of the mountain, Jesus is transfigured before them. That's a fancy way of saying the godness of Jesus leaks out for everybody to see. The normal human-looking appearance of Jesus is transformed into an unmistakably God appearance. Jesus looks the way that God looked in all the Old Testament appearances of him. When God appeared to Moses, to Elijah, to Ezekiel, and to Isaiah. Ezekiel tells us about when he saw God's face burning brightly as a burning coal, shining as liquid melted brass. Isaiah tells us when he saw the robes of God filling all of heaven, bleached white. Elijah saw the Lord not in an earthquake, not in wind, not in thunder, but in a still, small whisper. The Word of God preached and taught. The Holy Spirit attached to that Word. And we hear in our Old Testament lesson about Moses seeing God and talking with God. And what happens when he does so? His face glows brightly with the radiance of God's glory, reflecting who God is. And the shine is so bright, the people of Israel are frightened of him and beg him to veil his face so they need not be afraid of God's holiness. That's how Peter, James, and John see Jesus at the transfiguration as God in the flesh, as God who has always existed, as God shining out. In the transfiguration, we see the true ultimate revelation of God the Son in Jesus Christ. And when Peter, James, and John see it, they fall down on their faces, as had Moses, Elijah, Ezekiel, and Isaiah. They fall down before him and they worship him. Peter even desires to build a permanent temple there, a tabernacle, to worship Jesus on the mountain. You see, all of Epiphany is about revealing who Jesus is. And at the Transfiguration, we see it very, very clearly. Jesus is God in the flesh. That's the message you should take from all of our Epiphany worship. And in case you missed it, God speaks again from heaven at the Transfiguration. And he says almost the exact same words that he said at the baptism of Jesus. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. 
But now that you know who Jesus is, God adds just a little bit more to his sermon. He says, listen to him. Yes, listen to him. Listen to Jesus. Listen to his word. Listen to what he says. Listen to what he teaches. In the Old Testament, Moses listened to God when God showed up and talked to him. He went in before God and he listened. And then he went out and spoke to the people the exact message that God had told him. So too did the prophet Isaiah. We have 66 chapters of messages from God written down by Isaiah. So too with Ezekiel. God moved these men of God to write down what he wanted them to hear. That's what it says in our epistle lesson. Will you listen? Will Peter listen? Will James and John listen? Will you listen to Jesus? Don't answer right away. Perhaps first you need to know what it is that Jesus is going to say. What his preaching and teaching all leads to. Perhaps you need to know what the glorified Son of God in human flesh, what his message is. It tells us in the verses that come right after our gospel lesson for today. Eleven verses later, Jesus says this, The Son of Man is about to be delivered into the hands of men, and they will kill him, and he will be raised on the third day. That's what Jesus is going to teach. And it matches exactly with what Jesus preached and taught right before the transfiguration. Pastor Poppy preached on this this previous Wednesday. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. That's what Jesus teaches. And in Mark's gospel, it even says, Jesus told this to them very, very plainly. There was no confusion about it. There was no misunderstanding. So much so that as we heard this last Wednesday, Peter's a little nervous about the preaching of Jesus. Stop saying that, Lord. Stop preaching the cross. Now you know what Jesus is going to say. 
Will you listen? Will you pay attention when the Son of God, Jesus, the beloved Son of God, reveals his glory on the cross? Will you listen as Son of God, Jesus, not with glowing skin, with bright clouds and thunderous words, reveals who he really is, in suffering, in going to the cross, in dying, in raising again from the dead. Will you listen to that word, that message? Will you believe that he does it all for you? I ask this because the world that we live in does not want us to listen to that message. They don't want us to hear it. And definitely not to believe it. The world does not want you to look at gory, dirty, messy, bloody, dying for you, Jesus. Oh, they have no problem saying, Jesus is your friend. They have no problem with the hymn that says that. What a friend we have in Jesus. That's the guy they want you to welcome into your home. But the gory, bloody Jesus, they want you to avoid. The world's okay with the friendly teacher, the good guy Jesus who gives you the double thumbs up, looking at you with a smile sideways. That Jesus is fine. But not the cross, Jesus. The world's pretty okay with blank, empty crosses. But if you add Jesus' body to it, then there's a problem. The world wants you to hear the social justice Jesus, where everybody needs to be equal, but they don't want you to hear the I thirst from the cross Jesus. The Father, forgive them, Jesus. The it is finished, Jesus. They don't want you to hear that word. They don't want you to bring the cross into your life. They don't want you to listen to the words he speaks therefrom. I'm serious. 
Think about it. We've been facing one of the most difficult times in our country since our grandparents were born, since the entire world was at war. We have riots in the streets. We have 20 years of uninterrupted overseas conflict. We have political unrest, distrust, chaos. And on top of it, we're all divided. We face a serious concern, a pandemic, a very real pandemic where real people have been dying. And yet, with all of these things going on, with all of the conflict and the division and the chaos and the sickness and the dying, it's also the time the world has decided that churches should be closed. The beloved Son of God, Jesus' words, locked up. Tennessee's governor just closed their churches down again. I'm not sure, but I think California's churches have been closed since last March, almost an entire year. The world keeps saying it's safer to stay home than to hear the beloved Son of God, Jesus' words. Did you hear what God said at the transfiguration? Listen to him. Listen to his word. Listen to his message. Do you know why it's so important that you listen to God's word? Do you know why it's so important to listen to the messages about Jesus? It's because one day your sin will kill you. You'll die. Maybe from pandemic, maybe from cancer, maybe from a heart attack, maybe caught up in a riot you didn't mean to be at, maybe in a car accident, maybe even seemingly peaceful in your sleep. But your sin will kill you. And when that happens, when your last hour comes, your only hope will be the words of the beloved Son of God, Jesus. When you're on your deathbed, will you wish that you had watched more football games? When you're on your deathbed, will you wish you spent more hours fishing? Knitting, doing crafts. 
When you're on your deathbed, will you be glad that you spent all those pandemic months binge-watching The Office and Friends? Or will you wish that you would have listened to just a little bit more of the beloved Son of God's words that God the Father told you to pay attention to? Repent. Repent now. While you are still alive and have the chance. Repent and listen to the words of Jesus. He dies for you. He goes to the cross for you to forgive you, to rescue you, even from sin, from death, and from the devil. He goes to the cross so that your deathbed might be the door to eternal life. Life in his glorious kingdom. Life where you, with your own eyes, will see God the same way that Peter, James, John, Ezekiel, Elijah, Moses, and Isaiah saw God. So that the words of the psalm might be fulfilled. The words that are spoken by every graveside of every member of Good Shepherd Lutheran Church. This grave is the gate of the Lord, and the righteous shall enter through it. Jesus goes to the cross so that your uncertainty might become peace. Peace so amazing that our limited human vocabulary can't even put it to words. Jesus goes to the cross so that every tear of sorrow, death, loss, pandemic, suffering, and pain will be wiped away from your eyes with the very nail-scarred hand 
of Jesus. Jesus reveals his glory to you in the transfiguration and on the cross. And as he reveals himself, God the Father begs you from heaven, listen to him, hear his word, hear his teaching, and be glad. Today, we bring the season of Epiphany to its climax. Jesus' glory has been revealed. And now we turn our eyes towards Jerusalem, towards the cross, towards the season of Lent and Good Friday, and after that, the glorious morning of Easter. And as we journey there, we do so with God's word ringing in our ears. Listen to Jesus. Hear his word. Be in his church. Receive his gifts. Sit in his pews. Be more afraid of death without God's word in your ear than the things of this world. And behold his glory, his passion, his work of saving you from your sins. Hear his word about victory over death. Hear his word about how you will live forever with him in his kingdom. Behold his glory with your own eyes. Oh, that your words at that moment could be written down. Oh, that they could be engraved with iron pen and lead forever. See his glory and hear his word. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. This time we can